I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing the NRL tour. And we kick things off today with the Wild Panther, the man of the West himself, Mark Gaia. How are we, boys? Good, mate. What's doing? Well, I'm, oh, what's doing well? We had a, we had a brief uh, glimpse of what spring's about earlier in the week and it got me excited. And then the last couple of days have been ordinary. But now that the, uh, the last round's upon us, um, the jockeys uh, are positioning for their spot in the in the final straight and uh, it's looking exciting it's, it's it's one of them situations where it's actually gone down to the last round um, where we'll see uh, exactly who will be wearing the semi-final action and uh, I'm excited yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome absolutely outstanding in that regard this year a big difference being the minor premiership's not locked up and most spots are available we have three teams in contention for the minor premiership we have four teams hunting for the last spot in the top four, and we have five teams trying to squeeze into the last three spots in the top eight. Uh, and you know, I even think the Dalian race this year, for once, is not a, a two-horse race. There's a couple of blokes who have had good and bad weeks on the run-in home. Uh, you think of Ben Hunt, Jared Hayne, Jonathan Thurston, Sam Burgess, all these guys. So in all facets, I think this year's been pretty good in that regard. It's been uh, bottleneck the whole way. Yeah, it's been, it's been a funny year. It's kind of... Um, I must confess, the early part of the year... Um, with these different rule changes and, and stuff, it was kind of hard to, to get a grasp of. But once we got, you know, the um, the dead ball, uh, new rule, with seven tackles and uh, the quick taps when they implemented and, and stuff like that, then Origin hit, and I suppose that was uh, that was one of them series which we'll never forget. Um, obviously, uh, New South Wales winning, but then we played out for a while, I think, the competition, and uh, many of the players, you know, are still, I think, feeling the effects of Origin, the likes of Dolly Cherry Evans, for instance, um, there's some forwards who haven't come back to uh, their best since Origin, but these last oh, four to six weeks, I think the competition has been uh, pulsating. I, I've been it has been a, a highlight nearly every weekend by an individual. Um, and as you mentioned, Lewis, at the Dalian M race, which was probably locked up by Hayne maybe six to eight weeks ago, is now fully open with Sam Burgess making a late charge. Um, you know, first and obviously making a late charge and. Uh, and Young Hunt as well, he mentioned from the Bronx. So yeah, the, the season now is, is, is it's hit its uh, it's almost hit the, about to hit its peak. And uh, these games we're about to watch this weekend, and, and then the semi-finals proper uh, can't come quick enough. I suppose the one thing for me is everyone. We've all been saying it all year. I still think the same. The winner would come of the Roosters, uh, the Rabbitohs, or the Eagles. But I'm looking. The last few weeks, and a few people in particular questioning Manly, I see a real weakness in the middle of their team. Uh, the few times they've been shut down and lost games, uh, i.e. against Souths, and then last week as well against Parramatta, 
they've just been trapped. If you rush up and jam the halves and don't let the ball get to the outside backs, which is potentially the best one to seven in the comp, uh, those dollar dazzler forwards in the middle really struggle to foot it with decent forward packs. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. Manly um, have uh, a little bit of the hippie-hippie shakes at the minute. Um, you know, if I... Look, I'm, I'm Penrith's number one ticket holder and, you know, I've played for them and that's documented all. I'm a supporter. But deep down inside where it really counts, I, I didn't give us uh, that much chance of winning against the, the Eagles on Brookville Oval with the players we had out. And I think, you know, if every Penrith fan is going to be honest with you, they'll probably say that we'll be lucky to get within five, six to eight, you know, ten points of Manly down there. But to be leading with 35 minutes to go, 22-6, um, things look pretty good. And Manly basically had to pull every trick out of their out of their book or out of their box of tricks to, to beat us. And, and maybe we played, maybe Penrith played Manly back into a bit of form. Um, I, I agree with you as far as the uh, the middle of the uh, Manly um, defensive line is, is a little bit um, stuff sometimes, but when you've got the halves and, and fullback they've got, um, and Jamie Lyon, who basically threw two intercepts and then won the game for his team, um, that's big match footy. Um, they're prime, priming themselves for the, for the finals. And, but I, 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 you know, we keep talking about the Roosters and the Rabbits, um, yeah, and the Manly side as well all year, but then you've got, you've got, you've got to start to look carefully at the Cowboys, the Panthers, these, these teams that... Melbourne Storm, um, you know, the Broncos, if they make it, um, these are teams that um, can't they can't be ruled out because on a day, I think every team in the competition can beat every other team. So that's why this, this final series this year is, is so fascinating. Yeah. The only one for me, I suppose, that doesn't really pose a threat, man, Brock has spoken about this numerous times, is the Bulldogs. I just don't see uh, enough points in their team to be able to get foot it with some of those better sides in the finals race. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I think, um, you know, Doggies in the last couple of years, uh, probably on the back of Josh Reynolds' his enthusiasm, um, have been a real standout. But, um, you know, the intensity of uh, Desi Hasler um, and, and the suspensions of, uh, of Reynolds' issue um, in the last <clears throat> couple of weeks have really, really hurt the Doggies. And uh, out of the eight teams, I suppose, they're the ones that stand out to be that they, they probably don't deserve to be there but they are and uh, who knows what's around the corner for them but um, Thursday, this Thursday night's game is, is epic Oh big time man. only downside I suppose Jake Friend he had that uh, bleeding on the lung he will be missing and uh, it looks like Adam Reynolds and Isaac Luke might be missing as well I don't know whether they're both going to fight their charges or not but uh, Isaac, yeah, Isaac Luke, Luke is, um, yeah, he's going to fight sure, uh, Reynolds has taken the guilty plea I think he'll miss a week yeah, well, so uh, Isaac, Luke sh- Isaac Luke should fight his one because the position he was put in originally before he tried to kick out was ridiculous. There should have been a penalty way before the kick happened. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've got no complaint there. Yeah, and we've got the the bottom of the eight, obviously. You've got the Melbourne Storm who could somehow miss out. The Bulldogs are still up threat if results went the right way, and the Parramatta Eels are pretty much relying on the Broncos to lose, uh, lose to the Storm and the Warriors to lose to Penrith to have any chance due to poor for and against. Uh, do you see Parramatta getting a miracle? Do you think the Panthers and the Broncos can do them a favour? Uh, uh, sorry, the Panthers and the Storm can do them a favour this week? Look, I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I, I think it's unlikely. I think uh, when you're relying on other teams to either win or lose and you're watching um, these other teams and you, you're basically not deciding your own fight. They, they decided their own fight against the Knights um, when they played them last weekend and that was performance that was a very unlike Parramatta this year and uh, I think that's basically going to cost them a, 
semi block final berth. I'm actually thinking that I think the Broncos might upset the Storm this weekend. Well, I, I know you don't like to hear that, oh. Lewis, but um, Justin Hodges at fullback has been a revelation, and uh, I think Broncos will squeeze into the eight. I think Storm. Yeah, I think Storm and Panthers. Team. Well, Storm have got a lot to play for because they could technically they could fall out. So I mean, it's down there. I thought they played well last week, Melbourne and Penrith have got you know the carrot of they have to win to be top four. So I, you know, if I was going to bet, I'd probably say they'll both win. But the the way the competition goes, you know that what you think is going to happen more than likely isn't going to happen. So yeah, very true. Uh, but Parramatta, I think Parramatta they crapped the bed last week. Like they, they bombed their they bombed their chance last week. In my eyes, I know Brad Arthur said they deserved to make the finals and whatever last week, um, and I tended to agree with him. If they could win the last two, obviously they would have would have been in it anyway. And I, I think yeah. they would have deserved to be there. But you know, knowing that they needed to win last weekend, they they really threw their chance down the road. And um, I think there's other teams there that that are looking more likely. Like Brisbane, they thrived under the pressure, whereas you looked at Parramatta, they they really struggled with that uh, level of expectation. I wrote a stat through the week about the Parramatta team um, and, the, and their alternate jerseys they wear. And I think I read where they haven't won in them this year in the seven times they've played in either the white or the yellow. Yeah. So, so maybe it's time to stick with the, the blue boys and just keep playing in them whenever you can. I don't know what the rules and regulations are about wearing different jerseys and where you've got to wear them. But um, geez, them, them, uh, I think last year is very similar. So them, them facts are hard to ignore. I don't know. I know myself when I used to play with Penrith and, and back in the day we we didn't have much joy in the uh, the, the reverse white strip we, we had a lot of joy in the black but when we used to play in the white we, we never seemed to be as formidable and you know I know it's only a jersey and you know jerseys don't make teams but psychologically sometimes it does play a, play a part and obviously this year with Parramatta the proof's in the pudding yeah they don't, they don't handle their favourite tag real well Parramatta that's another point as well yeah um, they were expected to win easily, and well, I mean, if you looked at Newcastle's form, I, I had a little bit of a bet on Newcastle, but I'm sort of kicking myself now that I didn't go harder. But you know, they they beat the Warriors, they beat the Roosters, um, and they beat the Storm in their three home games prior to Parramatta coming up there. So it's not oh, as though they were Ever since Wayne Bennett announced he was going to the Broncos, they've uh, they've won I think three out of four or four out of five, and the, yeah. as you mentioned, against not just hacks against good teams. So. Um, you know he's a professional, Wayne Bennett. He's got he's got some unbelievable juniors up there, and, and I think I can, I can see a lot of uh, parallels with the Newcastle club and, and the Panthers at the moment. They've got a lot of good young juniors coming through. Um, their their older players are starting to be established and, and in the right positions, and and I think they're going to move a couple of older blacks on, like Penrith did last couple of years as well. So um, yeah, there's a lot of comparisons. I think both them <laughs> clubs will be vying. Uh, for a competition within a couple of years, for sure. Yeah, well, un- their under-20s coach was named coach uh, of the team of the year today. He's obviously going to Canberra next year, Mick Crawley, but four very good young players. They were the most uh, contributing side. Danny Levi, they've got another nine there, which is something they're definitely lacking at the moment. Joseph Tapine, he's played some first grade. Uh, Jake Mamo, we've all seen, and obviously the young gun, Sione, Matty Utia, or Matta, I don't know how to pronounce it. They've all said it five different times. Matt Utah. So. Matt Utah. Yeah, Matt Utah is Brock's for him. Sione, Matt Utah. Yeah. He's a good player. Matt Utah, yeah. Matty Utah, yeah. Uh, they, so, uh, what, a, what, a, what a family. The two brothers on, on the wing scoring five tries last uh, start against... Uh, unbelievable. They just, they just look like footballers, don't they? They just, some yeah. of the, they, 
Dean Gagai is, is one of the most underrated players in the competition. Um, yeah, Brock hates you know, Leilua, but I like Leilua. I don't like BJ Leilua. I like Leilua a lot. Well, he's, he's, BJ, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he seems to have got that, that, that blatant mistake he always had in his game. It seems to be gone, like, gone this year. And I, I, I don't know, just maybe put it down to experience or composure. But He um, spat on he's someone, got, MG. He lost me there. What? When did he spill someone? Spit no. on his ex girlfriend. I've explained this situation though. She had a restraint. Oh, here we go. He's going to he's going to justify. She it. had a restraining order out on him, and she come out looking for him, and he was out on the town and slapped him. So he spat her. I'm not justifying the <laughs> oh, spit, mate. but no, if, mate, if, if, if you've I'm, got, I'm, got a, I'm going to wait from the point here two nights to go. I want to talk about domestics. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. She took a domestic out on him. She come looking for him, and she and she slapped him. So he, he you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, no one has time for no. you know anybody who's. Domestic violence and stuff like that, but you know, yeah, he, he lost me there. I can't justify yeah. any of it, but yeah, I, I, I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at his football ability. I think he's a good football player. But uh, on a more interesting note for them, the Darius Boyd situation that's popped up today—they're asking for a termination package. <sighs> no, well, he was asking for a termination package. This is bewildering. This is really. Oh, yeah. Now they're taking it off the table. Things where um, the skeptic in everybody says, "Well, mate, come on, you, you know, you've you've fled the, fled the country with a." Um, uh, with a disorder, and we've all we all said, you know, we'll give you a space. But then we find out that he didn't tell anybody he was going, and then he, his management wanted two hundred fifty thousand dollars severance pay to leave when he said he wanted to leave anyway. Newcastle would have to have rocks in their head if they paid him out that money. They'd have to say they'd have to be completely stupid if they paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for him when he wanted to quit anyway. Well, I think that's, I think he's got a decent chance while Wayne Bennett's there. I, like that's it's a conflict of interest for me. I like if if Bennett's planning on taking him up to Brisbane with him, and Bennett's controlling the Knights who he's trying to get severance from or for for Darius Boyd. It just it's a total conflict of interest for me. I, so they don't have to pay him as much as up in the Bronx. That's what I mean. It, it's well, it's mate. It's yeah. yeah. I, I, it, that's what it looks but, like to me. I, I, I don't know. Well, I might I be wrong. Know, but, that, you know, the, the, it wasn't a good look when, especially if he's if he's better um, after three weeks in a. In a uh, institution that he's over in the Greek Islands and his rugby league team are back here. He could have contributed to the last two games. And well, mental health's a bit taboo, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah. you say something about it and everyone no, will jump up right. and down. Yeah. But, I mean, exactly. the fact of the matter is, regardless of what illness you've got, you still don't learn simple manners or simple courtesy. And the simple courtesy would have been to let his employer know that he's going overseas. I know, I know sure as hell in my job, if I, uh, regardless of my illness, if I pissed off overseas for three weeks and didn't tell anyone, I wouldn't have a job when I come back. Yeah, and if I'm the Newcastle Knights, like you said, rocks in the head, I'd be terminating Wayne Bennett right now. We've already talked about the possible just, poaching yeah, right. of the young juniors, but Darius Boy could leave. They got Mamo, Matty Uti, you're still gonna have Leilua, possibly gay guy wants to go back, which is always gonna happen, I think. He was a Bronco, yeah. he got pushed out the door, his cousin's still there. So if that was to happen, I think they've got more than enough cover with the Matty Utia brothers. Uh, you know, they've obviously still got McManus, Uate, not too sure going forward, but Darius Boyd, there's no way I'd pay a severance package for somebody who wanted out. No. Happily give the release and uh, let the door hit you on the way out. Simple as that. Yeah, that's exactly right, mate. It's, it's a bit of a shambles off the field up in Newcastle, but at least the players are finding some resolve on the field, and that's always a, positive, that's always a great positive to see. Well, yeah. I ask you, if, if his name wasn't Wayne Bennett, would he still be there? No. Simple as that, it wouldn't yeah. be. So that's, no. for me, I mean, you can't make decisions based on reputations and names. You need to make them for the best interest of your club. And at the moment, I thought, oh, well, I just think that that decision wasn't in the best interest of Newcastle, that's for sure. 
we're having a debate today we don't want to get into another topic I know it's pretty hard to think off the top of your head but I said today on the Gore team that if the Sharks had won that game last night against the Cowboys or Monday night that that would have been the biggest upset ever in rugby league I couldn't think of another one off the top of my head can you boys think of one? The the Titans beat the Roosters last year year, last round they paid about 10 to 1 and they beat them before in 2007 2008 and they were 11 or 12 to 1 oh I only know because I have 5 dollars on them anytime they're at 10 to 1 um, that's right, that's right. That would have been, I just couldn't, I, I was watching the preview of the game last night, or on Monday night of, uh, of the game, and I went, this, this, this just doesn't make sense. How can I even let a team play against a team like this? Like, it's, yeah. And, you know, it just seems unfair, and, 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 but then all of a sudden, you know, um, Calmelaro scored in the first 90 seconds, I thought, okay, well, time to go to bed, and then I heard a bit of action in the, on the TV, and the Sharks had scored one of the easiest tries I ever score, so subconsciously the the Cowboys weren't there, and that, yeah. that's what happens when you're supposed to flog a team. Like some people were being ridiculous and, and saying you know, they're going to win by sixty and seventy, and um, <laughs> wow, I, I, I'm still sh- I'm still shaking my head in disbelief that the the Sharks had a chance to win that game last night on the Cowboys home deck. Well, I think they deserve to win the game. Oh, hundred percent. And Probably some, that, some of the kids, teams. mate, some of the kids yeah. are outstanding. Uh, Latelli and Fecky on that left-hand side, they haven't wrapped Fecky up yet, but they need to do so. I think keep those two together. And then young Massimo, he's played his second game last night. Uh, Sorensen, Robson, got his head cut open nice and early, <laughs> played very well. Uh, right. that, you know, they stuck in for each other. I, I can't any, um, any team that has a player that kicks a 45-metre field goal, they should have just call the game off then. <laughs> Said, you guys win. Stop it. Wow. Stop do, you it. Know much, do you know much about their coach, Brock? The, um, uh, not a lot. No, not a great deal. Um, I, I, I don't forget his name. I'm sorry. But James, I, Shepherd. James I, Shepherd, yeah. Yeah, Shepherd. I mean, he seems to... I don't know, he seems to be one of them blokes from... Cut from the same kind of cloth as... A lot of young coaches these days who just, you know, keep it simple and just get the get the roll on and, and, and basically play on a bit of self-belief. And that's what they yeah. did like on Monday night. Well, I, he's, I um, the he's done a very good sticky tape job there, but yeah. yes. sensational. Yes. He deserves all the, all the credit that's coming his way. He deserves every bit of it. Yeah, he, he. And last night, watching it, they played a better brand of football than what the Cowboys did. I know they've come out today. Well, they played to their strengths. I think it's a patch-up job, saying, oh, we had the flu bug all this week. Nothing justifies that kind of performance. But um, I really thought they played a better brand of football. They pushed up in numbers. They got to their edges early and fed players like Latelli and Fecky. You know, they got a couple of young boppers off the bench that they were rolling through the middle in pairs. That They just literally looked like a better team for most of the game than what the Cowboys did. Yeah. Well, for me, I think the Sharks probably should have... Well, Cowboys should have played the way the Sharks did, and they would have scored 60 points. Mm. The, the, yeah, the Cowboys just wanted to go side to side to side and wanted it all to come easy. And I think you're right, MG. That Tal Malolo try it probably just opened the floodgates mentally for them. They thought, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk for us. And uh, it ended up being anything but. And it's hard when, you know, they sort of kicked ahead a couple of times the Cowboys, and it looked like they took their foot off the gas, and then the Sharks had come back. And whenever, you, whenever as a player, or, you know, when you're coaching a side and you know that they've taken the foot off the pedal, it's so hard when the other side comes back to oh, be able to re, re um, you know, grab the momentum in the game. So yeah. uh, they they were very lucky. You take Jonathan Thurston out and put him on the Sharks last night, and the, and the Sharkies probably win by, you know, I'd say twelve points. What about uh, point scorers this year? This is the the only year I can remember that's going to go down the line in recent memory as well, where. Maloney, I think it's a 190-something. Yeah, 1, 193. Uh, Thurston, 198. And I think Croker, 
I know why you know. Yeah, I know why I know. He's an absolute gambling degenerate. He loves point scoring markets. I had. So. I had. He's going to win it. I had Sean Johnson right before he went down oh, with that we groin injury, and I was killing it, and then he just stopped. He just killed me. He absolutely murdered me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is oh. gambling a problem for Lewis? Yes, it is. Nah. Well, <laughs> let's look at it this way. That's right. 198 for Thurston, and they got to play Manly up on their own home ground this week, and then James Maloney gets to play Souths on 193. I think at best James Maloney probably gets three or four shots at goal. So I think Thurston only needs really a goal or two this week. And he, he's is, it, is it awarded this week? Who the Raiders got? They've got Parramatta. Parramatta, oh, down there? Yeah, he needs to score. I, I can't remember his exact title, but he's going to need a try and a bag full of goals, I think. Oh, well, they might. I think Raiders Ra- 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 on top of the with 19, then there's Croker and Hayne on 18. Yeah, well, so. sp- speaking of uh, markets, again, I got on Jared Hayne last week thinking he might carve the last two weeks. He was on 18 at $4, so... Wow. Um, yeah, Radrara's on 19 on his own. I think he was about a buck 85, somewhere around there. You're playing Russian roulette. And then you've got Hiku and a few other blokes, Waka. <laughs> I know we're all in the year where you all made our predictions on Dallium's and Boulders and Sliders. It'll be good to go back and look at that in a few weeks' time and see just how accurate we were. Yep, 100% we will be doing that. But uh, what about for now? I'm looking at the minor premiership this week. Roosters, Souths, or the Eagles. Do we see... Manly winning their game against the Cowboys and getting it on their own, or do you think it's going to come down to the Thursday clash? No, I think I think Cowboys are going to have a breakout. Like they they can't have played any worse. Well, they I can't they... have played any worse no, than they did last no, night. They, can't play any worse they manly, love manly having Manly come up. Yeah, they will love having Manly come up. I, I think the Roosters have got it. I'm, I'm I'm big on the Roosters right now as well. And I was looking at that market today. I was pretty happy with two dollars. They, they won it last year as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I think South, but they'll be. South put a lot into this game last year well, and John came Sutton, away. It probably cost them in the finals as well. But John Sutton may be back in, but I still don't see... I think South won it more than the Roosters, but I just think the Roosters will win. Yeah, I, I, even without Jake Friend, I said the other week, Mitchell Orbison is the ultimate patch-up player. That bloke well, I is a gun. It's talking Heath Lestrange might be back. Already from the cartilage yeah. injury. That's pretty quick. I'd stick with Orbison, to be honest. I wouldn't even put Lestrange in. That's a big yeah, hole for me. I, I, I'm with you. I'd put Orbison in. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I, Orbison's um, Mr. Fix-It. I think the biggest two games for the Roosters' season are the next two. If they can win, like, obviously, this week doesn't really matter. And but they if, the they can win, if they can win first week of the finals, get, get the Jake week off, Friend. they'll get Jake Friend back. And he might be back, they said, if they have to play week two. But I'd rather give him a week at training to get some Ks in his exactly. legs and be healthy and then be playing for a spot in the GF. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe mainly... I, look, I, I, it, looks, it looks like an impossible... Um, you know the, the task is way too impossible for Manly to do after the, their form in the last few weeks, but mm. it's it's kind of what they rise to. You know, it's mainly up, mainly looking at this clash up in Townsville. And look, I, if I had to tip today, I'd say that you know, the Cowboys will win. But the more I look into it, the more I think, well, you know, Manly are just they've got just these players who just seem to do things like Jamie Lyon against Penrith uh, on Sunday. And if it wasn't him, it would have been Stewart. If it wasn't Stewart, it would have been uh, you know. One of the, the freaky wingers in Tafur or Hiku, or they just seem. I know you mentioned earlier in our chat, Lewis, about the one to seven. Oh, one to seven. One to seven. Uh, one to seven is, 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 I can't think of a better team, a better backline in the competition, but um, their forwards just got to do the job. You know, I, I've, I've been wondering why Hyatt uh, um, hasn't got much of a run this year. He was such a good player for him last year. Yeah, well, you look at him, he's flattened out. Josh Starling doesn't really have the leg speed like he's solid. They've missed Brenton Lawrence, there's no doubt about that. And Jason yeah. King, he's on his last legs. Tom Simons has constantly been used as a patch-up, as he does so well. And now you've got Jamie Bureau, who's filled in 
so well for Glenn Stewart. He's done his ACL. So well, that's that's a massive loss because he's been their best forward all year. And Jesse Senefalau, or Lafau, I can't even pronounce it. I've got to give it up. I thought he's been pretty good, but that's that's their weakness. If you get up early on their halves, cut the time down, and don't let the footy get to the edges, I think Manly are there for the taking. We've seen it a few times, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just remember the viewers out. So I'm going Cowboys. There's yeah. my tip. Well, I think we all think that the Roosters, or do you think South can get over? Oh, oh man, I don't know. I, I saw, oh, man, Sam Burgess is in playing unbelievable, sensational form. Um, it's basically Sonny Williams up against Burgess. Whoever dominates more for their team, I think, will win. The presence of Sonny Williams, even when he's not playing um, at his full capacity, is just uh, like having 14 men on the field. You know, they, he gets little traffic running his way in, in defence, and when he's got the ball, he can, he can bring three or four in. And, and, and same applies to Sam Burgess, you know. On their day, they're both potential game-breakers and, and, and match-winners. But uh, as you just spoke about, who wants more? I think Souths are looking more desperate, but sometimes desperation gets in the way of a lot of things. Um, and you do things that you wouldn't or, or would automatically do. And the, the Roosters are there. They've they done it. Uh, last year, they won the comp. Come, you know, they could be the first team since Broncos in 92 and 93 to go back-to-back and... The odds are shortening or not happening. Well, I think if they can get to the point like Brock well, said, Manly haven't won one either. I'm on them. In their stint. So yeah, I think Manly and South have got their... Yeah, I understand that. But comps are more important than minor premierships. I'm not knocking I think the minor think Manly and South have got more motivation. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's the thing. I, I, you know, I, I look at both teams and, you know, it's hard. Their four and against is almost identical. Their um, coaches are both uh, blokes who won't have England uh, to get an opportunity. Both come back. Um, with a, a, an extra two or three strings to their bow. Um, they seem, you know, Robinson seems very composed. Um, Maguire is very intense, but also they're both coaches who the players seem to love playing for. And uh, that, that's, as you know, Brock being a coach, mate, that's, that's half the battle. When you've got players um, and you can manage the players that needs, wants, and expectations, well, that's 98% of the, the work done. Uh, most players these days look the same, run the same. Got the same instincts. It's that other two, that two percent who are match breakers and match winners that uh, you've got to give a free reign. The majority of being a coach is just making sure your team are harmonious. And I think both these these coaches, um, Robinson and McGuire, have done that beautifully. It's that's a big strength about their coaching. Mm. I agree with that 100%. Well, top four, this is probably the other one I got. Do the Panthers hold out? Similar situation to Manly. Can they hold on to that spot? Or will the I Cowboys... Think so. I, I, last week would be... Last Sunday would be a deflation for them. Um, we kind of uh, tried to close the match out a long way from home. Um, these days, I, I really think... Uh, you, you never you never have the line until you're out of the line. And, and against a team like Manly... Um, I, I, I question that so the, the penalty goal. Um, obviously, now it looks we, we probably shouldn't have taken it, but at, at the time when you're your face with it, take the two points and, and get the extra lead. Why not? I suppose. But you know, every time a team, also, I used to love it when a team would take a, a field goal at half time or a penalty goal because it meant to me and, and my teammates that they're not comfortable yet. They're not comfortable with their how many points they're in front of us. they want to get extra, any extra point they can. Um, I think you'll see a different pair of the team this weekend. I think Docker's out, um, so that'll get another young bloke, probably Sam Anderson, will be back in there for them. And um, mate, I just love watching this. This I can't wait to watch this live. It's got you got Matt Moylan up against Sean Johnson live at uh, Sporting Bet Stadium. Wow, bring it on! Yeah, it'll be tops last game of the year, and, and as you said, it could be 
Uh, well, Panthers definitely to go into the top four, and Warriors may even to be to make the eight. I think well, the, the, you know how, how good the game is. We'll all rest on what the Warriors. What's at stake for the Warriors? Yeah. Well, I think Parramatta are gone. It's, Penrith will be hoping that the Warriors aren't a chance of making the eight because yeah, otherwise it's going to be ten times at. harder for them. Well, wrapping up. Yeah. Punctuating all that, regardless of what happens with the bottom of the table, right now I want to know who do you think will win the comp and who is the dark horse? Okay, if I had to say who will win the comp, I'm going to go, I think it's the year of the rabbit. Um, uh, the dark horse, I think, is the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys, um, they've showed after you know, not winning away from home for so long, they had two big victories down here. Um, First and last time they played too lateral and, and you play what's in front of you. You know, you, know you, sort of, you play games sometimes when the intensity wasn't quite there. You, there was too many gaps in, in, in the defensive line and too many uh, hole runners and, and, and too many options to pass the ball to where once the, once the, um, the shit hits the fans, so to speak, in semi-final footy, you've got to be a lot more selective and because there's, there's less holes in the defensive line. I think that's something that Thurston prides himself upon. Thurston can probe like no one else. And uh, as long as he's fit, they're a chance to win the comp. And, um, you know, it's, it depends who finishes eighth, I suppose. If the Warriors finish, if, if the Warriors beat Penrith on Sunday night, um, you, you've got to give them every chance to knock off anyone in the top eight. And the same goes with the Broncos. If they sneak into in the eighth spot, you've got to give them a chance of beating any team in the comp as well because... But you, it's Corey, you've got Corey Parker, Gillette and Friday in the pack with Hodges and, and Barber and Co in the back line. Um, wow, yeah. they've just been a smoking giant all year. They've, they've been so much of an underachieving team. It's not funny, but now they're starting to wake up. I think everyone's starting to take notice. Mm. I 100% agree with all that. Brock, if you had to pick a winner in a dark horse? I'll have to stick with Manly. Stick with uh, they've got the best... They lost the comp last year, so they've got that motivation. Um, we know what that's like, having you know lost a couple of grand finals and then having sides win them. Uh, I just think the Roosters' history tells you that no team goes back-to-back. And as much as they look good, I just think something's going to go wrong. History's I think the Jake... History's made the change, brother. Yeah, well, yeah. I just think the Jake Friend injury is a big one. I think that yeah. might hurt him. Um, and, well, I tipped him at the start of the year. I tipped the Cowboys to win the comp, so I think they're the dark horse. Mm. Well, for me, if they can land top four, the Cowboys look out. I've said all year about the hunger as well, but I'm seeing enough from the Roosters right now, and I think they can get themselves in that spot where they will get Jake Friend back. So I'm going to go for history to be broken. That team is just ridiculous. Like they lose Sonny Bill, they got Aiden Guerrero, Frank Paul, and Asala to plug the gaps. You got Jennings Tupo on one side who play for New South Wales. You got the Kiwi pairing on the other side. There's just too many good players in that side. Well, I think the other one. It's a ridiculous team. I think we're a little bit we're underselling what Melbourne did on uh, Saturday night as well. They were I thought they were probably the best team for well, I said fifty you, minutes of that game. I think they. They're a massive chance. That, to, that to me kind of punctuated. If they win on Friday, Penrith lose. They, they finish fourth, um, or they might the not. The Cowboys, Cowboys with four against yeah, would well, beat us. The if only, they win, the only one who can't threaten us taking a top four spot is the Bulldogs because they're on about fifty points less. Mate, than if we Melbourne are. get in and finish top four, look out. Oh well, look, I suppose you're right. That pass from Cameron Smith to Connor Brady that doesn't happen. And Pierce scores. That's a different. That's a, that's a game changer. And then what are we saying about Melbourne if they knock the Roosters off? That's right. Yeah. Well, if they're not doing this off last week, we're saying they're, they're producing favourites. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. such a fickle game. Each week we've got a different favourite. Next yeah. week will be the, 
Sharkies. <laughs> no, mate, go the Sharks. So much wrong with the Cowboys. They're going to be the comp. But I'm, I'm going to stick with the Roosters a break history. And the Storm are my dark horse. Not going off any particular form. It's just the simple formula of the big three, Craig Bellamy and finals time. Finals time usually brings out the best. They let me down for the first time in a long time last year. But Ryan Hoffman's leaving. Uh, those blokes aren't getting any younger. And your premiership window, as we all know, gets smaller and smaller. Uh, the more weapons leave, like Widop's gone. Hoffman's on the way out, and the older you get. So I think this is really one of the last opportunities we're going to have to, to bring a premiership back to Melbourne. Say so that every year. Yep, I sure yeah, do. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. I think it is a big opportunity for us uh, as, as a Melbourne fan. But I just wanted, before we stop, I just wanted to ask you guys about the Sharks. Um, two favourite players retiring Mark Minicello and Luke Bailey sad days bro. Well, Mark Minicello he's, he's <laughs> yeah. retiring he's he just is. got the he's leaving the, the he's leaving the NRL though he's leaving here yeah, he's well, going, going to mate I've got to be honest they both should have gone three years ago oh wow yeah well I think yeah, uh, yeah look I'm not I mate know, they, won a, they won a wooden spoon and they rewarded yeah. him and gave him all bloody new contracts unbelievable yeah yeah and now what, what, what are your thoughts on Neil Henry getting three years what is that done yeah it's yeah, done yeah it's done today yeah so they got smashed by 42 on the weekend and yeah. he gets rewarded with well, a it's lucky you're going off to coach next year move on you can stop you can start blocking out the titan pain you can just focus on, focus on panther power yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you nothing, nothing surprises me anymore it just doesn't surprise it's almost like yeah. what's the what's the worst decision we could make okay let's do that cool yeah yeah Oh well. Yeah, well, he, he has been lucky. I must admit, he has been one of the blokes who just seems to find his feet. You know, he's, he's, it's um, you trade him out of a, a, a window and you land on it in the next force. It's it's unbelievable ability to, to get a coaching job. And there's, only, I like, I like to see that theory proved true. There's only one bloke. <laughs> there's only one bloke you can prove that theory with, and that's Matt Elliott. Every time he falls out of a window, he just lands on a trampoline and goes back on his feet <laughs> and goes goes one level. <laughs> he goes one level higher. It's a better job. <laughs> he does. He does absolutely. Mate, I yeah, look, I, I would have. I, I agree with giving Henry the job, but I, I probably three. What's the deal with three year, three year contract? I, I don't know. I think he convinced uh, convinced them on Triple M Sunday NRL the other week that you need three years to rebuild. Well, I, I tend to agree. I, yeah, that was yeah, his that, his that, theory. That, that. Of course, it made a case. I was going to say that. Yeah, always because if you get cut, if I was the CEO, if I'm the chairman of the board, okay, let's give it, let's give him twelve months. in a lot of ways. You can define change in the way people act and you can define change in the way they play, but let's see if, if we have some significant change in 12 months and then we can reward him with an extra two years. But Yeah, yeah well, I said that about McGregor. Until I've said proof of the pudding, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm holding my, my cards close to my chest because this, this game is so fickle. What's good today isn't tomorrow. No, I said the same thing about McGregor. He's done a good job this year, but you'd be best off giving him 
12 months so you don't scare off any recruitment uh, you know recruitment yeah. projects you've got or retaining players and then see what happens next year with the full season under his belt. Oh, I think it's as a coach it's product placement you put yourself in the right position I'll tell you what if I was Neil Henry I wouldn't be signing with the Titans. Well he got three years But I mean happy. then again he's probably thinking well where else am I going to get a job so yeah. I mean I think on your way on your way up the ladder. There's some real concerns in the Gold Coast franchise. I must confess, you know, it's, it's, this is 1988. I think there's been five or six different incarnations of, uh, of the, the Gold Coast team, and um, there just it just seems to be I don't know the, the AFL swamping you up there, the Suns, and um, nothing worse than seeing that Rabina Stadium, which is one of the best in the competition, um, empty. Yeah, um, um, I don't know how they're going to have the short-term fixes. I suppose these players, you know, you got. Well, mate, the thing for me is, like, they put them up there, right? And you know, they've given them no concessions at all. They've just expected them to be yeah. to be successful. I mean, you look at the amount of money that the AFL pumps into GWS and the Suns, and you know, I know the other the other clubs that jump up and down about it, but you know, for franchises, there should be like a ten-year. A ten-year system where they, you know, you get compensation and uh, you get a little bit of leniency in terms of the salary cap, just to be able to attract teams. Like when Cardi retired, well, didn't retire, got the flick. He's saying that they've they've been under the salary cap and haven't been able to spend up the salary cap for the last three or four years. Yeah, that's sad. You know what I mean? Like when the Roosters can spend, you know, well over the salary cap in terms of um, third party, you know, third-party payments and the Broncos and clubs like that. And you just think, well, how, how they've done bloody well to even compete. Yeah. And that's that's a that's a fact, Jack. And mate, as you know, if 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 teams aren't winning, there's no bums on seats. And that no. that is as much as people want to say, oh, how do we get the crowds back? You know how you get crowds back? Win. You win. Yeah. Simple as that. Winning, no rain. That's what that'd be nice. Like Sunday, Brooklyn. Well, it's a perfect scenario for rugby league. It's, yep. it's 23 degrees. The sun's out. Um, where else? Where else would you want to be? Exactly. Yeah. Well, sneaky bias wrapping there. Melbourne, second largest crowd average this year. Thumbs yeah. up, Melbourne. Yeah, but they win. Thumbs I up. I think they're a winning franchise. Yeah, they're a team that you want to go and watch because they're so exciting. They're winning, it's not rocket science. People say that... When the big three are off, often doing their, uh, you know, counting their money in their, on their yacht in the middle of the Caribbean, it's going to be a bit of a worry for that franchise, I must confess. Absolutely. They're, 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 they're once in generation threats and these boys. And, yeah. Well, mate, I, I, went up, I went up to the Titans last, well, the last time they were in the finals. We played the Warriors week one, 2010. The stadium was sold out. Yeah. Oh, they mate, and they they wouldn't have got twenty thousand in there since. No, no way. So, you know, and they, don't don't tell me that they can't get numbers there. They'll, they'll get numbers there if they're winning. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's have that because we need we need them. We need we need some we need a presence on the on the Gold Coast. That's for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah, we need to reach all corners with the National Rugby League, not the Sydney Rugby League. That's where we all are at the moment. But uh, I suppose knocking off that and looking at round twenty six, lots of twists and turns and. Changes a foot, bit of snakes and ladders after this before we head into the finals. A big thanks, MG. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, boys. Keep up a good work. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you at the pub. No worries. <laughs> Pioneer it is. That's it, boys. See you, mate. We covered most things there with MG and a big thanks to him as always for coming on. Remember, you can catch him Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 on 104.9 Triple M's The Grill Team. But Fast Five now, Brock, highlight, low light, best, worst, and any questions coming out of the round, what is your highlight? Uh, Manly, the Manly Panthers game, crazy finish. Uh, you know, it was unbelievable what happened out there at Brookvale on Sunday afternoon. The other one, obviously, the final Monday night game of the year uh, where... The Cowboys somehow won that game. Daniel Holdsworth's 
45 meter field goal got most of us out of our seats. Um, we could. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I can believe it. Mm. That game was set to golden point, and then uh, the clincher, Jonathan Thurston, just, you know, as I said with MG, you yeah. put him on the other side, the Sharks probably win that game. Oh, they win that game easily. Yeah. My highlight was the manly winner. And uh, the other one, a lot of people probably find weird. I don't know if you watched it. The Newcastle Knights just brand of football. They smash them. Uh, I know they say, oh, yeah, you know, when, when things are done, you can kind of put it out the window. But I said earlier in the year that Wayne Bennett is running the same boring system. They've got one of the best back lines. Just move the footy. I have not seen a better back line movement this year. Some of the hands and the speed they were playing at was awesome. Yeah. I didn't care how one side that game was. I was up off the couch multiple times. That was some absolute cracking footy. Yeah. Uh, what about your low light? Oh, it'd be easy to say Ben Cummins yeah. uh, on Friday, but uh, you know I'm glad it didn't decide the game, and I'm glad uh, you know that he apologised. The Broncos players were really good about it. I thought it was a, actually a, a, a positive, a positive for the game in, in um, and refreshing in, in a lot of ways. The, the low for me was a timekeeping blunder at Brookvale Oval. I, I've got to say it's cheating. It's outright cheating. They the referee called time off. The timekeeper at Brookvale didn't turn the time off. Um, and it cost the Panthers 45 seconds off the clock. Um, and I think if the timekeepers found to have been at fault and have blatantly not called time off, I think you should get the punt. Mm. And, and, the, re- and the, the fact that we've still got archaic uh, processes yeah, in place in terms of timekeeping... We time need the AFL system. The it's one, an absolute joke. They refuse to pay for it for some reason. Like Things like that, that's the ones that let you down. And, you know, look... To be fair, that's going to happen at every park football ground yeah. in, the, in the bloody country. This clocks. is not park football. Synchronised clocks like the AFL. Surely we're up to that standard by now. Oh, I, I've got to say it again. I, I think it was cheating. If he's found to have been doing it, it's it's cheating. Yeah. It's manipulating the game. Well, you've just tapped the two that I was probably going to touch on. I, I couldn't think of much more from the weekend. Uh, what about your best? Sam Burgess. Yeah, um, I thought Mitchell Pearce's second half against Melbourne was, was pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. He, he forced a lot of repeat sets. He ran the ball, which was good. Uh, Holdsworth's field goal, that was probably the best play from the weekend. And I just thought the Sharks under adversity, they were very good. And, and Benny Hunt on Friday, his two tries, he was he was super impressive Friday night. Yeah, well, Benny Hunt was uh, pretty close to me again. I still can't believe how much criticism, criticism he's copying. And people saying he needs to close out games. He has, won them. Half. he has won the most of their games, and he's playing on his own for the most part. You take him out, they're a bottom four side. Exactly. They're not even close to sitting in the eight. And the other one for me was the Roosters. I thought Melbourne against anybody else and I said this to you it was bittersweet for me I thought that was our best performance of the year yeah. but we played the best side in the competition and it wasn't good enough yeah and he didn't walk away with two no. points and so. uh, if Melbourne do that to anybody else that strangle football that's 20-30 points I reckon yeah. so that was super impressive for me but uh, what about your worst uh, the Titans they've quit Oh, they quit, all they, right. They've quit. They went to New Zealand for a holiday, they've I reckon. They must have been out in the carver or something the night before. Um, and as I said earlier, the Eels, they crapped the bed. Yeah. Well, mine was the Cowboys. I know it might have been the flu or this and that. No, I can't take any away from the Sharks. They were fantastic. But uh, from the performances we've seen to that the other night against a side that was well down on troops, uh, again, not taking anything away from the Sharks, but the Cowboys should have done a much better job on them at home, up in North Queensland, heading into the finals. So. Yeah. 
Uh, that's probably it for me. What about your questions? Um, can a team, probably a better question to ask next week, but the can a team four. outside the bottom four win it? Oh, I think they can. I think the Cowboys and Melbourne, an if they fall there, I've got a pretty good chance, but I'm still pretty big on those three that we've been speaking about all year. Um, should Ben Cummins have been dropped or not? Oh, I, I think the, this is the one thing. We're so inconsistent on this. We could say, yeah, but there's other incidents during the year where people should have been well, dropped. I've got to be honest, if, if it cost them the game, he would have oh, been dropped. Massively, you probably, you uh, would and that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, we've got that wrong as well. It's yeah. it's based on Same as the, the outcome the of the judiciary, error, not the error itself. Same so. as the judiciary. If there's 100%. an injury, we gauge it on that. We don't actually take it on face value and have a set standard. I had Neil Henry stock up or down at the Titans, but he's got a deal today, so that was yep, out the door. Three years. Um, who would win a fight between Adam Goods and Shane Warne? Oh, I'd probably have to go good there. I don't yeah. know if Warnie could throw a punch, but I'll tell you what. I reckon Warnie would fight dirty, but... Yeah, he would. That's what I was going to go straight after. But if you wanted to go street rules on it, uh, Warnie, he's been in some pretty sticky situations. I'm sure he's got a trick or two up his yeah, sleeve. Exactly. And he's right. got the magic fingers. Um, Darius Boyd's holiday, should he have told the Knights? Obviously, yes. Oh, 100%. But, um, should they sack him? They should sack him, or they should just agree to this termination and say... No, I, I don't agree to it. I, I, just, I just punt him. Yeah, but that's breach the thing. Breach of contract. Oh, he has later. breached a contract, and I'd say that to him. We can part ways because he wanted to leave anyway, but there's no way you get a severance package. Well, I think that's what's basically happened. That, that's what's going to have to happen. Um, for me, it was pretty much what we talked about with MG. Minor premiers, you obviously think that Manly will wrap that up. Yeah. I think the Roosters are... Got a good chance there. Top four, do you think Penrith will hold on to that spot? I think they will. I think, think they'll, they'll get the Warriors. It just depends on how they come out of that loss. I mean, you know, yeah, well, it's a difficult game to know how Penrith are going to turn up and play this week just but, because of the the mental effect that has on you. It may also be that they, I think, I'm not sure whether they, no, it'd only be if North Queensland and Melbourne that's, lost, then they, well, even then they the Bulldogs, get it. yeah, but I think but the, the Bulldogs, Bulldogs get the easy well. game, but it's four and against. They're only on like five or six, Penrith are on like okay. 50, 60, so Penrith still probably hold that spot. Well, it's, it's all going to depend on how the results go over the weekend. Obviously, that's the last game of the season. I think, so. more, I think they'll hang on. I think more than likely if they lose, the Cowboys get it. They've got a great home record, Penrith. Yeah, well, and they get Seguiaro back. That's yeah. obviously a big plus. Uh, the only other one was the final eight. Uh, I think Parramatta's done now. That they done themselves. I don't think Parramatta will get in. No, they're done. What do you mean they're done? done. You you think Brisbane and New Zealand... They need Brisbane and New Zealand both to win. No, they need them both to lose. Oh, yeah, sorry. They need both of them to lose. I think they both will lose. And there was another result as well, wasn't there? They need to win. Yeah, they need to win, but it's on for and against, wasn't it? I think Parramatta will get in. You think Parramatta will get in? I don't think they deserve to now, after that loss last week. week. But I I just think Melbourne have got an absolute shitload to play for on Friday night. Yeah, that was my Uh, thing. A bloke at work today asked me about that, and I said those three players at home with Ryan Hoffman leaving. Melbourne win last week. And Amy Park. Melbourne win last week. I'd I'd be feeling different about it. They're poor players, like they usually do, probably. Melbourne will be absolutely chomping at the bit to win this one. Uh, And for the fact that... Come Sunday night, they might find themselves in the top four if Penrith lose and other results go they their way. So, there, yeah. look, I, I think the pressures—it's all going to result uh, hang around that Penrith result. Um, and if you know Penrith, Penrith can win, uh, you find Parramatta in the bottom of the eight. And I think for Penrith, I don't know. I like how... to see Parramatta probably more than. I, I don't want to see Brisbane in there. I, I think Brisbane will be cannon. I don't want to see the Bulldogs in there, but they're they're locked in. Now, yeah, they're in. I, but if I had to pick. Two of the three, I'd rather rather Parramatta or New Zealand. If you told me Parramatta and the Warriors could have got in instead of the Broncos and the Bulldogs, I would have been cheering. Those blokes down there with the Cowboys in Melbourne is an evil bottom four to be facing when two of them get through. That that was more my thought. But uh, that wraps us up for the Fast Five. We'll jump in and review the games from the weekend. The round kicked off on Thursday night with South Sydney defeating the Bulldogs in one hell of a grind of a game. 
Uh, the only problem I probably have is there wasn't much real football. Oh, it was down. It, it was wrestling and one outs and just really, really dour football. Uh, you know, obviously there's a couple of suspensions that have come out of it, as we've seen. The biggest probably highlight, and I think you highlighted earlier, Sam Burgess. He definitely got needled up to come back on, and he toughed it out, and he played fantastic. Yeah, he was good. He was our best player. Uh, best player on the field, I thought. Uh, the most influential player on the field was probably Michael Ennis. He, he kept the yeah. bloody Bulldogs in that game for a very long time, just niggling. And I think him and Josh Jackson have been their two best players all year by country mile. And the only bloke who looks dangerous, and we've mentioned this before, is Tim Lafour. Yeah. The only bloke who can create something on his own is Tim Lafour. Yeah. But it was impressive. South, they probably played their best footy in the last 10 minutes. And, but there were times in that game where they did look rattled uh, and the Bulldogs got right under their skin. So they're going to have to... Uh, be able to combat that style of a game uh, in the finals because you know if they run into the Bulldogs again you know exactly the way they're going to come at you yeah going to grind you out uh, and I think a lot of sides will throw that on now against the Rabbitohs because they know it can unsettle them and it might get your result yeah well Greg English again like I said the other week I still don't think for all the people that have said he's had a really good year I disagree I thought he was quiet in this game yeah. it was a game where he could have grabbed it by the balls I think Inglis has probably been the best fullback in terms of individual performances, but not on a consistent basis. I think he's had some absolute unbelievable oh, he's games. He's had some outstanding games. But, but I that's, don't that's know, week problem. to week, uh, I think Hayne week to week and Billy Slater oh, week to week have better. That's what, that's what I'm getting at. It's not the blowout. I don't even think Minicello for the last half he's of this year has been sensational. Brilliant. But that's what, and then Morgan. I reckon Michael Morgan's Michael had a more Morgan. consistent year. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. It doesn't have to be... You can't be biased on one game. People go, oh, he's, he's the best player, just from three tries in a game. Yeah. My biggest gripe, and I said it about Hayne before, and everyone knows that. His best two games have probably been against the Broncos, both games. Exactly, but yeah. just week to week, he makes such a difference. And with him and Burgess, like, they've got two genuine game winners. A lot of teams struggle to get one. Mm. And then they've got Luke as well. Yeah. So they've got extra points there. And then they've built origin plays in with these kids. I think if it all just gelled together like we saw against Brisbane, where it clicks for 20 minutes and they just absolutely blow a team away... Uh, you know, the comps there for the taking along with them and the Roosters, but we'll see what happens. Compared to a lot of sides, they, they just don't all have their superstars clicked together on one night. But uh, the other highlight for me was Burgess versus Graham. They, yeah, just, they just went after each other. They actually tried to rip and tear each other. Yeah. And they didn't come to blows like they almost did the first time around. But I think the key, and you highlighted it, is South have to be prepared for more of this style of football heading into the finals. And the Bulldogs, we know what we're going to get week to week. And they get an easier path in, they get the Titans this week. Um, you know, for and against could well, easier perceivably, but perceivably, perceivably. But compared oh, to the, I think compared almost, to the other teams, look at, look at bloody Parramatta. They thought that was going to be easy. Yeah, but for last round, I'm saying to lock their spot up and build into the finals. There's guys in the bottom there that are playing each other that know that the result is the end. Yeah, they get the Titans. They kind of get a bit of a gimme. I'm not saying it's going to be, but they get the better side of the draw heading into uh, week one of the finals. There's no doubt about that. It won't be a gimme. And Souths and the Roosters Thursday night, absolute cracker matches. I can't wait for this one. I think whoever wins this wins the minor premiership. I can see the Cowboys getting up over Manly and opening it up, but I, I think the Roosters for me in this one. Yeah. But we move Friday night. Speaking of the Broncos, a moment ago, 30-22 over the Dragons and. Realistically, they were just dominating. I thought it was uh, a pretty even game, uh, even game until it kind of got broken open, and then the send off happened, as we spoke about. Crazy, and absolutely crazy. The dragons just unleashed us. Sin bidding, not send off. No, the yeah. sin bidding. I always mix the two up. Doesn't matter. People get what I mean. The ten minutes, they got right back into it, and I think it couldn't have been won in any more of a fitting way than Matt Gillette getting to score another try after getting back on. They deserve uh, to win, but I, I, I thought the sin bidding actually made the game better. It did make the game better. It wasn't fair, but I think they look a better football side with the way they're configured right now. They do. Copley needs to be in the centres. Hodges looks better getting his hands on the footy. 
Barb has slowly built nicely and given Ben Hunt a lot more support. Uh, even you know, it's not much hard to give support than what uh, Hoffman was because he's just definitely not a five eight. Yeah. But all the little bits and pieces there seem to be coming together at the right time. If they get in, I still don't think they're much of a threat. I know a lot of people are starting to talk like they could be a premiership contender, but they've got a hell of a task this weekend. They're 15 losses out of their last 16 matches against Melbourne. They're going to have to win five straight. To win and they're the going to go be playing them uh, at Amy Park. So Five straight to win the comp from here. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I just can't see it happening this week. If they can get the win this week, I still don't think they're a threat for the comp. Uh, and St. George, they've got to play Newcastle. There's nothing to play for here, unfortunately, for them. No. Last game before trip away, they were effectively... Wayne Bennett's last game at Newcastle. Yeah, effective they'll finish last week. So, uh, you know, disappointing for them, but hopefully they try and finish off strong. Uh, Newcastle at home, though, never an easy task, and uh, they've been playing some brilliant football. They both like to shift the footy, so I reckon this might be a decent game. Yeah. But we get into Saturday, Newcastle, mentioning them, 42-12. to 12. They played my favourite football over the weekend. Some of those backline movements... And just natural football, not this bullcrap, block, block, set, play, get to a tram point. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Parramatta, they looked like they were there early on. They had a lot of the good footy. They had the win, but they just never settled. They they had the opposite feeling to the week before where it was we have nothing to lose. It was, oh, my God, if we lose today or if we don't, you know, we don't win, we're not going to the finals. And they never settled in. They made a squealing errors. Uh, they just never looked comfortable. And no. with about 20 to go, they just looked dejected because they knew that they blew it. Well, they, they were ahead with bloody half an hour to go. Uh, but Newcastle just... Three tries in ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, ended that pretty quickly. Unleashed and... Well, it's as simple as that. Parramatta just froze. Yeah. All they that. froze. Newcastle were great. The young kids were great. Uh, and it's simple as that. Yeah. BJ Lua and Dane Gagai ran wild. And the Matty Utea brothers. Uh, Gidley's plugged in nicely at the back, as much as that pains me to say. Yeah. And even Mullen and Roberts in the halves. I said it earlier in the year, I felt sorry for Roberts. He got no support. But when they're going, they are close to one of the best 1-7s in the competition as well. They've got a great back line. Yeah. Really good depth. And uh, congrats, I suppose, to a few of the older fellas in the forward pack, like Farlongo and Mason. Uh, you know, picked on a little bit this year, saying they don't really hold their own. I thought they Farlongo, held their own. that was his best game I've seen him play since he's come back to league. Yeah, that, they had a red-hot crack on the weekend. Or come back to Australia. I think he was over in the UK for a while. So. Mm. But yeah, you could, you could see there was more than more than a few blokes on the weekend that were frustrated. I thought Chrissy Sander had a red hot go. Maroa had a pretty good game. But I just played too sideways. Just errors, and even Jared Hayne. Jared Hayne very early on. The body language wasn't that great for me uh, to say that they were in, in to win that game. Yeah, things were very very flat. And they get Canberra this week uh, again, perceivably what seems to be an easy game, but they really blew a chance of having a walk in start last week. They're going to have to rely on other results, which is not really a positive, but luckily their game is earlier, so they're not really going to get to watch yeah. uh, too much football. They're just going to have to go out and win. Simple as that. Wow. And, uh, you know, we move on from them. You look at Newcastle, we just mentioned it before, they're at home to the Dragons to wrap things up. Both of these sides, nothing to play for, but entertaining brand of football the last few weeks. Like to move the footy a lot, so I'm sure we'll get a cracker of a game for their last one before trip away. Exactly, exactly right. Uh, this game... Didn't get to see too much of it. Wasn't too interested. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. The Canberra versus Tigers game, 27-12. to 12. I tried to watch it. Yeah. I watched some of it. It was uh, painful. And then I watched it in, like, times six, and then I watched it in times 12, and then I watched it in times 30, and then I just stopped watching it. Can we come to an agreement? This is probably the usual things I'll say about Canberra every single week in regards to heart, even though they had uh, Mitchell Cornish in the halves and the forwards not going forward and the slide defence and just being an absolute shamble yeah. even though they got the result they're the worst two teams in the comp at the moment 
Yeah, well, I think the last six then, weeks... Like, obviously, I think I think the Tigers are almost a wooden spooners if you went into little segments of the year. Yeah. They're, 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 they're the last the six weeks, they're the, the worst weeks. team, easily, by country mile. And you know I felt sorry for, and I said it to you, Blake Austin. He's I, having a, He's playing I well. think he's been awesome this year, and I don't I care. He's letting him down. Robbie Farrah. Yeah, he's flattened out big time. He's been bad. They've really weeks, got to address the issues in the off-season. Yeah. Behind closed well, doors. Well, they are, because Mick Potter's going to be gone. Yeah, behind closed doors. This time doors, next week, there. Mick Potter won't have a job. Yeah, well, for me, that was probably the one I watched. Him, Moses. Moses hasn't stopped trying, neither has Austin. But I, I felt bad for Austin getting played on the wing and in the centres. I don't know how short you are. Like, he played Asapelli Finney on the weekend. who's a good kid. Why don't you do that earlier? Why do you have to subject Blake Austin to that and try and shatter his confidence? Yeah. He, he's brilliant in the halves. Just just leave it as it is. But uh, for them this weekend, if they're ever going to win a game, and I, I can't really say that. They've got to play Cronulla. And it's at Leichhardt. That would say that things are set up nicely for him. But if the same Sharks team turns up that we watched on Monday night, they're yeah, not going to win. Hard to beat. They'll beat them by twenty. Yeah, that was a, that was a really goer side of Sharks. That they were right in. That's there. a Saturday game this week. Uh, I'm not sure about what the day, but yeah. Leichhardt Oval, good game against Cronulla. If they bring that sort of effort, I'd be going to lean towards Cronulla to be honest. Well, Just, based on what, what you, if you compare their two performances from the weekend... Oh, 100%. And uh, Canberra, we just mentioned it before, they're going to be playing Parramatta. They're yeah, at it's home. a Saturday 3pm Saturday game, so it's a short turnaround for the Sharks and they've had to travel back, so that's the only concern. But Yeah, and great dry track for some of those younger blokes that play for the Tigers, so if yeah. anything, they should enjoy this brand of football. Canberra play Parramatta at home. They've had like four or five of their last games down at Canberra Stadium, but yeah, uh, yeah nothing really to play for for Canberra. Parramatta, finals on the line. Super Saturday wrapped up with the Roosters defeating the Melbourne Storm 24-12 to at a wet Allianz Stadium. And uh, I said it before, bittersweet for me because if I'm Craig Bellamy, I'm feeling that is the most Melbourne-like performance he's seen all year. But that has came up against the side uh, that's just, you know, it's, it's a beast of a team. And when they wanted to get points near the end, they got points. One was off an error, but uh, they didn't shut down under the pressure. The bowl constrictor that is Melbourne Storm did not get to the Roosters. No, look. You know, you play that game over again. They they each win five each. Yeah. So for me, I Bruce has got the result, but you know, what does it count for this time of the year? Not nah, a lot, especially nothing. if they meet in a couple of weeks. It's not going to count for anything. The one thing to highlight more than anything is we said we didn't see the defence that we saw last year from the Roosters. That was the closest to that ruthless yeah, cutthroat. We'll give away. Of course, you can't you can't that. maintain that sort of effort year after year after year. And they had a long off-season and they had a lot of stuff going on. Well, they've had injuries. They're always going to start slow. They're still here. And you know what? It's not about whether you... We know they can defend like that. It'll just be whether they can produce it at the right time of the year. Mm. So, uh, and that's going to be the question. They they look like at the moment they're going to produce their best footy at the end of the year. And if that's the case, they're going to be hard to beat. It was a pretty bloody good test against Melbourne because they threw the kitchen sink. 19 of 21 at half-time. Uh, they killed the possession. Cooper Cronk was absolutely outstanding as far as getting repeat sets. Cameron Smith in the wet was a magician. And Billy Slater, the tries just don't stop coming. But that's probably the only issue we speak of a lot of the time. Those three players did everything. And I uh, can't really wrap too many uh, too many other players from Melbourne. No. There wasn't many other contributors. No, I thought so. Sissa had another shocker. Yeah. But it's just Bromwich is really the only one I look at and think he can break a game on his own. But that kind of, those kind of conditions against the forward pack like the Roosters, he's pretty one out in that regard. Yeah. Uh, it, it's pretty hard to win, so... That's probably my own issue for them. I don't know if we've got enough weapons against some of these better sides. The big three is, is a great start, but you need points. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I've got points in them. Yeah, well, we've got the Broncos this week. We already spoke about that. We're going to be at home. Ryan Hoffman's final game. Finals are on the line. It's, it's not very often that Melbourne would have played round 26 knowing that uh, they could be going on triple A. And for the Roosters, Jake Friend, that was probably the, out of the great win. The only downside 
the minor premiership on the line, they're, they're going to get two bites of the cherry regardless. I think more importantly for them is winning week one, getting the week off and getting Jake Friend back playing for a grand final qualifier. Yeah. If they want to have any chance of going back to bat, that is the best possible situation for the Sydney Roosters. And what a game that's going to be on Thursday night. But the next game, we don't need to say too much. The New Zealand Warriors, 42 zip over the Titans. Uh, the Titans, it's just simple. No Miles, no Harrison, no Taylor. Oh, Christ, who else don't they have? There's plenty of blokes out. There's plenty of blokes playing their team. They're not no, first grade. Really, yeah. yeah, not first grade standard. They've given up. And they have given up. They've they're, quit. they're going on AAA. Neil Henry. But it was a chip shot for the Warriors. Oh. You know they're always going to play good in New Zealand. The Titans have got a crap record over there. Titans had nothing to play for. Warriors had everything to play for. Simple yeah. as that. Bastard. That's why they win. Very, very simple. They were brutal all round. Backs killed them. Forwards killed them. Tompkins had a good game. And probably the only thing I really took out was that was the most impressive that Lousy's been. Yeah. For me, he was brutal. Offloaded, chased Arthur. The only highlight I had was the, the Shadow Matrix fight with Lamarpe and Bird. Yeah. The fake elbow to the fake punch. Yeah. All I could think about was when we did the South Park scene. Throwing shadow punches at each other. But, uh, yeah, they played the Dogs this week. The Titans, they, they may as well just go and triple A and forfeit if they're going to play the way they did last That's week. Crap. It was absolutely horrible. And the Warriors and Panthers, looking forward to that one. Sunday absolutely. down here in Penrith, 6.30 kickoff at Sporting Bet. Yep. Good time. Last game of the year. We'll both be heading down to that one, I think. Uh, plenty of people packed in to Penrith Stadium. Ripper of a game. We move on to the Panthers. They played Manly at Brookvale 26-25. What a game that was. Penrith were the best side. They were the better side. Uh, but What a game, though. doesn't matter if you don't win. No, nah, exactly. Manly, that's why they're the, you know one of the favourites to win the comp because... You know, you can play 75% of a game and not be the better team, but still and win it. They overcome the odds, don't they? They lose Bureau pretty early on. They, he had the injury went off, that he burned another sub when he did his ACL. Uh, so they were a player short. Jamie Lyon threw two of the tries to the Panthers, who were ruthless yeah. and full of energy, considering they're missing so many troops. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's a better natural football side from a skill point of view. We've spoken about this, just all-round skill. Especially, uh, you know, sleight of hand, getting the ball through. Yeah. And that grab from Jamie Lyon, even the hands from Jason King, getting the ball out there to Tommy Simons to steal that one. Probably the only downside, uh, obviously, what you mentioned earlier, the time-keeping incident. Jamie Soud looking at a $10,000 fine, I think they were speaking about. What a joke. Uh, I should find Manly $10,000 for not having someone that can push stop on a time clock. Mm, well, a bit of an issue there. Oh, I still can't believe they won that game, but that definitely kind of took away a bit of the sweetness, I suppose, when you get to look at it and go, what a cracker game of football, another incident to come out of it and put a black eye on uh, what should be a game that goes down in history. But Manly, it's all to play for this week. The minor premiership is on the line against the Cowboys up at 1,300 Smiles Stadium. You couldn't have a harder obstacle to try and lock things up. And the Panthers, top four on the line, I don't know if they're going to get a lot of players back, even if they get two bites of the cherry will they? I think Brent Kite maybe Peachy. Brent Kite will be back this week. I still don't see. I know that's yeah, it helps, but I, I just don't see enough there that's obviously going to be. Well, mate, they'll be merely oh, Brookvale. They're going to have a crack. They'll be fine. They're going to have a crack, but I'm, I'm still still not putting them in a situation where I, they're not going to be in the grand final. Well, we'll see. I can't put them in the grand final, but they've they've well exceeded. They, they win this week, right? They win this. They week, get top four, yeah, and then they win their first semi. They play the Roosters. Well, the, well you, don't likely, yeah. you don't know who they're going to play. You don't know who they're going to play, but you win that game. Oh, 100 percent. You know. But I, was just, minutes, I, was so about, I was about to tap in and say it that. Doesn't I look, have, it doesn't look likely. No. But, but I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't do, likely that the Sharks would go to Golden Point last no, night. But either, I do it? have to give the credit where credit's due. I said, I had them in my eight. I said, I thought they'd be great. I didn't think they'd be a threat. 
every one of these games where they've kind of been tapped on that they were going to get beaten, they've well and truly exceeded expectation. Yeah, well, I need them to win this week. They are truly... I had a, a bit of cabbage on them for top four. And again, probably sick of hearing this, but to me, they're moving in Melbourne territory as far as losing troops back in the day when Melbourne were a bit younger and blokes coming in. There is no... It's building. It's not building your top 25. It's building your top 40. Exactly. And they yeah. having that similar effect where when players roll in, they just do the job. Yeah. And uh, they get the job done. And they play a good brand of football. They're not a boring football side. No, they're not. They play a good brand of football. And I've really enjoyed watching the Panthers play this year. But the round finished off with the game, as you mentioned, the Cowboys against the Sharkies, 2019. What a game. The Sharks. Yeah. Daniel just... Holdsworth, take a bow. It's the best field goal <sighs> yeah. I've seen in Yonks. It was a cracker. It's up there with kind of Braith and Astor territory and a few of those ones. Yeah, it's pretty fit one from there long to long time ago. I was a bloody whippersnapper, but cracker. Under pressure, too. He had to kick it, otherwise mm. it was game over. He slotted it. Mm. Well, Robson, the busted head, the young forwards had a well-up go. In particular, that left edge, I was a big fan of Latelli and Fecky. That try that Fecky scored was an absolute cracker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the Cowboys, you just felt like if it wasn't Morgan or it wasn't Thurston, that wasn't going to happen. Those two blokes are really good. Monga was the only one running hard in yardage. And uh, just all over. They, they were one out. They were basic. Green came out afterwards and said they had a bit of the flu in camp during the week. But that Sharks, so I'm not going to take anything away from them. They were absolutely red hot. They played a good brand of football. Congratulations to the young blokes that have come in in such a difficult time. Valentine Holmes. Uh, New Brown is obviously injured now. I thought he's been really, really good. Massima, Patriciolo, or Patrick Ciolo. Sorry if I've uh, mispronounced your name and uh, Sorensen, who played the other night. They've got a lot of guys that have come in, got debuts that weren't likely to happen, and they've all played good football. Yeah, so uh, a wrap to the Sharks, and good chance for a win this week, like we said, to wrap things up. They get to play the Tigers at Leichhardt, a great place to go, uh, you know, if you're heavy on your football, a place you have to go watch a game at least once in your lifetime. And the Cowboys and Manly, as we said, possibility there for top four or minor premiership, depending on which way the result goes for either of the teams. But... That brings us to the conclusion of our roundup of the games. We'll jump in now and do our lines game and all the odds brought to you by sportingbet.com. There is no better bet than a sporting bet. Time for our lines game and all the odds for the weekend's fixtures brought to you by sportingbet.com. If you want to have a bet, on the NRL or any sport. There is no better bet than a sporting bet. And congratulations, as always, to all our winners from the Pick the Score competitions we run over the weekend and winning your free $100 bets thanks to sportingbet.com. Brock is not here for this segment with me, but that is because the Lions have been a clean sweep by 1-8-0, but we'll quickly punch through the odds anyway. Thursday night kicks off with the Roosters versus the Rabbitohs. Brock went minus three and a half. I went minus four and a half. The line was minus four and a half. The Sydney Roosters are favourites. $1.57 over the Rabbitohs, $2.42. A bit of value both ways, but I suppose it comes down to which one you value a bigger loss, whether Reynolds and uh, if Isaac Luke gets done or whether Jake Friend is a big loss to the Roosters. But a massive game, minor premiership on the line. Friday night, the Melbourne Storm fighting to stay in the finals. Hunt the Broncos also, cracker of a game. Always good games between these two. Brock went minus four and a half. I went minus eight and a half. Minus seven and a half being the line. Melbourne, $1.42 favourites at home at Amy Park and $2.90 to the Brisbane Broncos. A triple header on Saturday. Starts off at Leichhardt, 3pm in the sunshine. It is the Tigers versus the Sharkies. Brock has gone minus one and a half. I went minus eight and a half. It is minus eight to the Tigers, who are favourites, $1.38 to $3.10, the Sharkies. If the Sharks turn up anything like they did last week, they have a really, 
really good chance to rattle a Tiger side who have easily been the worst side in the competition since their little debacle and after that massive win over the Bulldogs. So maybe a bit of value there if you fancy having a crack at the Sharks. Saturday again, GIO Stadium. It is the Canberra Raiders versus the Parramatta Eels who need results as well as a win themselves to get into the NRL final series. Brock went minus 7.5. I went minus 6.5. The line, minus 6. The Parramatta Eels, away from home favourites, $1.48. The Raiders, $2.70. Flip a coin. You'd think Parramatta with more to play will put in a better effort. But, uh, yeah, good old Canberra. Bit of momentum, but still not playing the best brand of football. Toss a coin on that one. Saturday wraps up with an absolute cracker of a game, though. It's the Cowboys versus the Manly Seagulls. Minor premiership and top four implications here for these two sides. Mouth-watering fixture, great halves, great players in general. Brock went minus one and a half to Manly. I went minus two and a half to the Cowboys. It's gone the Cowboys' way, minus three and a half. They are $1.67 favourites up at 1300 Smiles Stadium. And the Manly Seagulls, $2.22. So a bit of value there to bounce back. After a tough win last week, they have lost Jamie Bura, but all to play for to wrap up a minor premiership. Sunday triple header to wrap up the regular season games for the year starts in Newcastle. It is the Knights versus the Dragons, two teams that Wayne Bennett has coached and obviously coaching his last game for the Newcastle Knights. Brock went minus one and a half. I went minus three and a half. Minus three and a half is a line. Newcastle, the favourites there. $1.67 to $2.22 for the Dragons. I think this will be a very entertaining game. Two teams that like to let the football flow. The Gold Coast Titans play their last game of the season before Triple A against the Bulldogs, who should secure their finals berth with no problems over them. Brock went minus 16.5. I went minus 10.5. It is minus 9.5. The Dogs' favourites, $1.30 to $3.55 over the Titans and the round concludes with an absolute cracker of a match Sporting Bet Stadium Sunday night the Penny Panthers versus the New Zealand Warriors minus two and a half for Brock minus one and a half for myself it is minus one and a half to the Panthers looking to get Seguiara back this week and hopefully secure a top four berth for two bites at the Cherry versus the Warriors who need a win to be able to make the finals they are two dollars so a little bit of value there a pretty good round as far as finals contentions games Get your money where your mouth is, have a bet, and remember, there is no better bet than a sporting bet. So if you don't have an account, feel free to register today. Download the mobile app and keep your eyes open for our Pick the Score competitions. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And a false alarm on the Mr. Gossip intro. He is sick and sorry tonight, so it is just me and Brock. Uh, I've got his run list here. After that loss, yeah, he'd want to be sick and sorry. Yeah, he is sick and sorry. We've I'll got... knife him because every time I'm not here, and I actually have legitimate reasons why I'm not here, <laughs> like I'm away at footy or whatever, he knifes me. He knifes so you. So here you go. Yeah. All right, that's all I've got. That's about as good as There you about. go. And you, you can give so... it to him later on, on the Italian bath or whatever. But we've got his run list. There's not too much going on this week. Just a few small points, I suppose, that don't really need too much discussion. Uh, a Raiders clean-out seems to be on the cards. I don't think we're surprised about Ricky Stewart and clean-outs. He loves it. Yep. Semi Salima, Masissi Pangai, a couple of blokes getting the tap on the shoulder. Lars he needs an overhead projector. I've got one I can lend him. Yep. I haven't seen one of those since I was in primary school. But, uh, yeah, Lars, on that point, leads into one of his main points here. He is signed with the Melbourne Storm, so another player, uh, a project for 
Craig Bellamy. You think that's a good signing for yep, one year? I do. Yep, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I'm very happy. Uh, a few of the other a lighter points here. Obviously, the Eels, we know they got Cody Nelson from the Titans uh, for two years. Now that Kalepi Tanganoa go the other way to the Cowboys. Bo Champions coming in for one year. And the other player, do you remember Shannon McPherson from the Rabbitohs? Yep. Uh, they're looking at getting him on a one-year deal. Deals. Coming back from Salford. So yeah, it, he was never outstanding. He was pretty solid. That's about it. Uh, the only other one here, Greg Eden. Do you know who Greg Eden is from no. Hull KR? No. Nathan Brown dubbed him England's next Billy Slater. He supposedly got a release from Hull KR. They're talking that he's going to the Brisbane Broncos. We're hearing Canberra's also on the mix. It's probably that the only players that Canberra can sign is the okay. Pommies. Yeah, well, so, I, I, I mean, seen... Nathan Brown's been over there for long enough, so his eyes are probably a little bit used to mm. Pommy football. But... Yeah, well, I haven't seen too much of the bloke, but if your own team loans you out and you lose your fullback spot there, I don't see how you can be dubbed the next Billy Slater. Mm. Uh, time will tell. Uh, we've got Neil Henry, as we found out today, three years with the Gold Coast Titans. You, more than anyone, uh, have more feelings, I suppose. Well, I, situation. I'm, happy. I'm happy just with the change, but three years, I guess. We've got ourselves in such a bad situation that it's probably going to take three years to turn it around. So I don't have a massive deal with it, but, I mean, if the performances are still as bad as what they are now in a year's time, he's going to come under some pressure. Yeah, 100%. And I agree with uh, maybe the term purely and the circumstances just brought up. They need stability, uh, they need long-term, they need planning, and they need building. Robert Louis, one more year at the Cowboys, knocked back the Raiders and a few other clubs, tied up a deal there. I can understand why they haven't gone long-term on him. And, uh, yeah, you think he justifies another year? Yeah. Yeah, he's played okay. He's been good and they next to... they don't really to... have any other options, so... Yeah, well, Morgan's definitely the fullback now. I yeah. suppose the only other way they could use Coot is as a six if they felt like it, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Louis's been pretty stable. And the, the last one, Philly Foy Moy Moy, no surprise here, heading to England. Uh, now with Warrington, we're hearing he's going to be joining up with Ashton Sims there. Fair enough. So, yeah, yeah I mean, they're, they're the experts at buying the Aussies on the way out, or the Aussies in trouble, so... Mm. Well, we go to the tips, and last week, you got six box heads, so you're now on 100. Uh, Gossip got five, he's on 105, and I got seven. So I'm on 110, but we started tipping Thursday night, Allianz Stadium. The minor premiership supposedly or will be up on the line if Mel- Manly do lose, sorry. It's the Roosters versus the Bunnies. Gossip has gone the Roosters, I've gone the Roosters. I'm going go the Rabbits. You're going to go South? Yeah, I think Jake Friend out. South have got a little bit more motivation. Yeah, they well, lost this game last year, so if Isaac Luke, that's my only thinking. Yeah, if Isaac Luke can get off the hook, I'm, I'm probably with you. I think they've got a little bit more going for him, but. Uh, I'm going to back the Roosters. And they smashed the Roosters round one this year. Yeah, 100%. Well, Friday, Amy Park, the Melbourne Storm, last home game of the year. Last game for Hoffman, unless, obviously, they somehow jag. Uh, top four, they're not going to get a home final anyway, sorry. Uh, they're playing the Broncos, bit of momentum. I have to go Melbourne at Melbourne, though. Oh, yeah. Where did Gossip go? He went Melbourne? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably have to go with the Storm. Just being at home. I think there's a little bit too much there to go against. Saturday, Leichhardt Oval. The Tigers, Cronulla, 3pm, sunshine, soaking it up. Hopefully the Sharks play like they did on the weekend. Gossip thinks the Sharks. What do you think? Tigers. Is it like the Tigers? Is it like uh, yeah. oh, Who cares? Flip a coin. I'm going to go the Tigers with you. I was looking at the Sharks, but I'm going to go 3pm at home. Sure, they're going to want to win a game on yeah. the way out or have a crack. Yeah, They've been disgusting the last six weeks. Absolutely terrible. Saturday, GIO Stadium, the Canberra Raiders versus the Parramatta Eels. Parramatta have to have motivation here. I don't care what yeah, the situation Eels. is. Eels. I have to you go have to Param- Eels. Yeah, and he's gone Parramatta as well. So clean sweep. This one, I suppose, is the more difficult game to pick. 1,300 small stadium. It's the Cowboys versus the Manly Sea Eagles. Minor premiership, top four implications. Gossip thinks the Cowboys. What do you think? After watching them last night, Saturday night, short turnaround, I'll go Manly. I think Manly are going to want to... 
perform better than what they did last week. And after what I saw from the Cowboys, I wasn't overly impressed. Yeah, I, I was leaning towards Manly, but I'm still a bit humpy-dumpy as far as the form's been going. I think the halves need to step things up, but also that starts in the middle. I think they need to do a better job in the middle to get them a bit more time. But uh, Cowboys have to see a big improvement from uh, what we saw last weekend, and I think we will at 1300 Small Stadium. Hunter Stadium, Newcastle Knights versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I've gone Newcastle. Gossip's gone Newcastle at Hunter Stadium. That's pretty much the only reason why I've gone. Yeah, I'm going the Dragons. I think the Dragons are a better team. But I'll probably get burned again. I always tip against the Knights at home, and they always win. Yeah, well, I think the next one's pretty straightforward. Seabus Super Stadium on the Sunday. It's the Titans versus the Dogs. Yeah. Titans went on, you know. Bailey and Taylor are back in, but I'll still tip the Dogs. Yeah, no, no, nothing can get me going against uh, the Bulldogs heading to the finals. They're going to want to have a win. Another tough game to tip, the wrap-up of the regular season. Here at Sporting Bet Stadium, it's the Penny Panthers versus the New Zealand Warriors. Gossip thinks the Panthers, you're a Panther man yourself. Will no, they lock Panthers, up top four? They've got too much to play for. You go in the top four spot? Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, very rarely do I go against the Warriors, but from what I saw last week, even I'm willing to get on the Panther bandwagon after seeing... Well, if it's in New uh, Zealand, you go New Zealand. Yeah, I probably would. And even though I know they're probably going to have motivation uh, if things do go their way and the results are there, uh, Penrith just continue to impress me. Yeah. Segaro back in. Top four is a massive carrot in front of your home crowd, so... I think uh, that, that, that at least bodes well, and they get a nice turnaround from a hard game on Sunday. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a nice, short and sharp gossip segment. No big thank you to Mr. Gossip this week because he's not here. No, nah, And if you're listening, mate, come on, mate. Mm-hmm. Melbourne lose sometimes, so do the Gold Coast. They lose a lot of the mate, time. we lose all the time. You've still got to turn up, charm. <laughs> nah, we love him. He's all right. He's on Mad Monday. Yeah, he's on Mad Monday early. Yeah. He, he's hanging out with uh, the Sharkies boys, the Asada Sharks. He's yeah. going off. But, uh, yeah, tips... A few variations there, but it's pretty well spaced out now. I think it's going to be pretty hard to get pegged back when we're all five apart now. Yeah, as long as I don't come last, I'll be happy. Yeah, you're going after him, you reckon? Yeah. Get I've already got out. five back on him. He had ten on me before. <laughs> yeah, well, he had eight or so on me before I got yeah. a lead. I'm ahead by five. Mate, he's a perennial choker. He's a perennial... <laughs> Love you, mate. Yeah. Love you, mate. Well, I suppose I might as well do the wrap-up while we're here. Yeah. Because he's not here. We don't have to stop. So, if you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter N, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. Congratulations, must go to Tommy, Thor- uh, Tommy Thorburn, who won one of our fantasy competitions, our draft, and the other one, Daniel Serta. Uh, the boys there getting up over Scotty and his men of steel and Jay's River Rats, the runners up. Condolences, boys, but congratulations to those two lads. They still better get a bit of cabbage. They double yeah, the money. Still a bit of cabbage. You get yeah. your 25 back plus an extra 25. All, the, all I got, all I got out of it was the draft. Yeah. And well, then I never changed my team again. I got minor prem in one and got backdoored 2 2, and the other one I finished six and went first week. So oh, well. double investment and uh, double shot in the face. But I suppose for now, as always, enjoy your week and enjoy rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where are you, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 